1: what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise.
0: Today was a really unique episode. We've never done an episode on this topic, but we thought this could add a lot of value. It certainly has added a lot of value in our life over the past few months and so we wanted to bring it to you guys.
1: Yeah, I think typically we're more focused on entrepreneurship and different things or relationship. But today I guess it was relationship-based, was getting ready for parenthood as we, you know, are expecting in November and getting ready to grow our family. We are putting intentionality behind it, like in anything we do in business or our marriage or in our health or fitness. We're putting intentionality behind our birth. And we're excited for it and we're doing the prep work and we're a little bit nervous for it and all the feelings, but Nicole, who we're interviewing today, has helped us tremendously so far and we're just excited for her to add value to you guys, whether you're already parents or you plan to become parents or you're expecting. I think everyone, whether you're a guy, a girl, anyone in between, will get value out of this. Nicole, someone, she's been a birth worker since 2014, so she's been doing this for a while she was pulled into this from her own experience and really felt called to help and empower other couples and families and women give birth the way that the body is meant to and so she is a hypnobirthing coach we just went through her five-week program it was absolutely amazing and she's also a trained doula and we'll learn a birth doula and we'll learn more about what that means but without further ado let's get to the interview
0: So if you're anything like me, you may get to a point in your business where you feel like you need some one-on-one coaching. You need some accountability. Maybe you're ready to level up in your business and you're really hard on yourself and you feel like you need someone outside of you to help hold you accountable, to help you see those blind spots, to help you do that deep inner work and figure out like, what are those limiting beliefs? What is holding you back? And just to help you overall blossom and become a better version of you. So a few months ago, I actually hired Kayla Kraft with Mommy Millionaire. I've been working with her and she has an incredible program called the Millionaire S Society. So if you're an entrepreneurial mom who needs a high level coach to finally break through without paying the high level fees, this could be a program for you. So because you guys are loyal listeners of our podcast, Mommy Millionaire is offering you a 25% off discount on your first month of the Millionaire S Society. So head over to mommymillionaire.co slash C-R-I-T-I-D-E-S, that's mine and Wade's last name, to sign up and take advantage of this amazing offer. Trust me, you're going to be thrilled that you did this. All right. We are so excited for today's guest. Wade and I have been looking forward to this. We have someone very special on today. Her name is Nicole Kosh, am I saying that right? Kosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And in the recent months, with Wade and I being pregnant, we have learned so much as we're intentionally stepping into parenthood. And really, we wanted the purpose of this episode to be to educate people and, you know, parents to be that they have choices. And so today, we have Nicole on. She actually, we just finished our hypnobirthing course with her, and she's actually our doula, our birth doula that we will be having this fall, maybe November when baby comes. And so we just wanted to have a discussion with her, kind of diving a little bit more into some of the birth work that she does and what is hypnobirthing and what is a doula and kind of all these things. But before we do that, Nicole, we always love asking people, what does getting magnetic, because you're on getting magnetic with Sandy and Wade, what does getting magnetic mean to you?
2: Well, when I think of the word magnetic, I think of attraction. That's one of the components of a lot of the work that I do is kind of attracting what you want for your life, but your birth specifically. So I think getting magnetic means making sure that you're where you want to be and have what you want and are set up for success. And once you do that within yourself, things that you want in life just come to you and it becomes a little more effortless after that, but it always starts with us first and foremost.
0: Yes, that's exactly it. I love it.
1: Love it. Okay, we've been doing this lately. I'm going to hit you with a few like this or that. Just pick which one. I'm going to go off the top of my head. I don't have any that I've thought of yet. So we'll just go as we go. So
0: <laughs> Well, this is just fun so our audience can get to know you and yes. so we can get to know you even better.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Glass of wine or margarita or neither? Wine. Okay. Beach vacation or mountain? Like Think like Swiss Alps vacation.
2: Beach. These are
1: easy. Okay. These are easy. (laughs) Convertible or minivan?
2: Oh, man. That's a hard one because I've had a convertible and now I want a minivan. (laughs) At this stage (laughs) of my life, it would be minivan.
1: Okay. Mexican or Italian? Food. Mexican. Okay. Easy one. Mexico (laughs) or... The Bahamas, like uh, Caribbean. Caribbean. Okay. Um, I want to
0: ask a holiday one, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. My birthday's in December,
2: so so I love the
0: holidays. (laughs) I love Love Christmas too. Yay. Okay, we love doing a quick little this or that sometimes just to get to know our people better. Okay, I want our guests to get to know you, Nicole. So can you share a little bit about your story? Like who is Nicole? How did you get into birth work? Just kind of lay it out.
2: Oh man, it's like, how far back do you want to go into my life? (laughs) Well, I guess we'll start a little more recently. I got pregnant in 2013, the end of 2013, with my first baby. You know, my husband and I had been together for a long time, we'd started a family. But at that point, I was like blissfully ignorant about when it came to birth or any of that kind of stuff. I had worked with children. Like I have degrees in sociology and child development and I had worked at day camps and I'd worked with kids a lot, was a nanny off and on. So the kid part, the parenting part, I was like, I'm ready for that. But I was like, I don't want to know anything about birth or even pregnancy was like, it's gross. It's weird. The birth part was really scary. So I just avoided even learning about it. But then when I got to the end of that pregnancy, I was like, Oh, it's probably time to start i don't know taking some classes and learning about how to get through this process so my husband and i we were with kaiser and that's where we were planning to have our baby so we took the prepared childbirth class at kaiser and halfway through the series i had like a panic moment where i was like this is making me feel worse like i don't the things that they were talking about and showing us it was all very medicalized. It was all with the assumption that birth is going to be extremely painful and you can get all these medications to help. But when you get the set medications, you're going to be stuck to the bed. You can't move around. You know, you're hooked up to all these things. It's very clinical. And then you're probably going to have a C-section. And here's what happens during your C-section. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I didn't know what I wanted before then, but I was like, it's not this. This is not what I wanted. At that point, I was already like 30 three weeks pregnant, I think. So, you know, pretty late into my pregnancy. And I decided to try to do my own research. And I went to a bookstore, which I think is kind of funny, because it's like, who goes to bookstores anymore? But there was this tiny little section in the bookstore for birth books. And I picked up two books, Hypnobirthing by Marie Mongan, and Mindful Birthing. And the author of that book is escaping me, but I picked up both of them, but I started flipping through the hypnobirthing book and was like, it was like the clouds parted and the sky opened up. And suddenly I was like, yes, this is the type of information that I want to learn about giving birth. The breathing techniques were really intuitive compared to the hospital birth class because the hospital birth class was like the old school Lamaze, the ridiculous hyperventilating type of breathing, which I couldn't even do in the class. But the hypnobirthing breathing was slow and calm. It was all very positive and talked about how that our bodies were designed to give birth and all of this. And I was just hooked. So immediately I I did almost like a 180 in my plan. I was like, we're going to hire a doula. I hired a doula who was also a hypnobirthing instructor. And she came over to our house a couple of times and went over some of the techniques. But we actually never took a hypnobirthing class because we were too late, which is funny because now I'm like always telling people like sign up early because you don't want to be like me and sign up too late yeah, we read the book. I read the book cover to cover a bunch of times. I listened to the guided relaxations every night, listened to the affirmations every day. And then we had a really beautiful birth experience. I I didn't have like a strong intention to not get an epidural, but I was kind of like, I don't think I'm going to need it, but I'm just going to see. And it just never got bad enough that I wanted it. It was just never something that became harder than I could handle. And so we had a really great experience. I felt super powerful and joyful, and it was wonderful. And about a week after I gave birth to my son, I was like, oh man, I want to do that again. That was awesome. Like it was such a cool experience. It was hard, but it was awesome. It felt like the most human experience I had ever had in my life. And we don't get a lot of those these days, I feel like, sitting in our comfortable mm. little houses. <laughs> <laughs> so a while after that, I kept telling people my birth story. And I I couldn't stop t- talking about it. I couldn't stop learning more about it, which surprised me because usually when you finish up with something, you're kind of like you let it go and you move on to the next thing. But I I wanted to know more about the physiology of birth and what happens and how that connected to my experience and how I could help other people. And I realized that I needed to become a birth worker. So I really did want to become a doula. But at the time, I was working like a normal, you know, office job and and couldn't just leave whenever somebody went into labor. So I decided to start teaching hypnobirthing classes instead. And so when my baby was about six months old, I started that training And started teaching classes on the weekends and in the evenings here and there, and also trained to become a doula. And then a couple years after that, I had got pregnant with my second baby. But before I even got pregnant with Henry, I knew I wanted a home birth. I was like, my first birth was great. The birth part was great. The hospital stuff was the stuff I could have left out (laughs) of the process, the monitoring, the gown, all that kind of stuff. So we planned a home birth and that was hands down the most ecstatic experience of my entire life. And I would literally repeat it every single weekend if I could. Wow. Mm. I say that to people and they think I'm crazy, (laughs) but it really was. It was short. I was really only having surges or contractions for about seven hours and only four of that was anything I had to really focus on. I didn't have to push for super long. He just like kind of fell out of me. I was in the warm water. I was in my home with a team of people. I had hands selected and I don't know, it was just so amazing and blissful. And it really gave me insight into how the process of birth can truly be with the right type of support and the right environment. And of course that looks different for everybody, but I just felt so safe. And I don't know, it was just a confirmation of everything I'd learned. And I'm just obsessed. <laughs> I'm obsessed with the whole process. I love teaching families. I love being a doula. I love
1: it all. Oh my gosh. I love hearing your story. And it just makes me think and, and feel, and you know, and getting to know you over the past few weeks and going through the hypnobirthing class, but also here during this conversation and hearing your story. There's a quote out there. It says, there's two days that really make up, your life and it's like the day you're born and the day you find out why and i in hearing yours is like you went through your own process your own journey within birth found methods like hypnobirthing and having a doula and then ultimately having a home birth and realized like i need to that f- was so empowering i need to empower other people who choose to do that now what i've also learned from you All birth is beautiful, right? If you've gotten a human onto this earth, earth side, like that is an amazing feat. It is what humans, it's why we exist. It's a very natural thing. And wherever that was at home, at the hospital, like that is amazing. But what I've also realized is the human body and more focused, the the woman's body is like built to give birth and to give birth naturally. And there's like a way, there are methods like hypnobirthing and different things that can help channel into that. And we've kind of gotten away from that as a society. But to get back to helping people, because I think if anyone's like me, they didn't know what hypnobirthing or a doula was or a (laughs) midwife was. Can you like talk us through what is hypnobirthing? What is a doula?
2: So hypnobirthing is basically just using hypnosis for the process of childbirth. And that's like the basics of it. But what I do is teach a hypnobirthing class series, which is a series of, well, it used to be five weeks and now probably going to be six weeks because there's just so much good information. But it's a series of weekly classes and we go over a number of different things. So We talk all about the mind-body connection. We learn a bunch of really great proven tools, such as breathing, relaxation, visualization, the power of positive affirmations, and then, of course, hypnosis. And hypnosis is funny because...
1: Yeah, like most people think like, oh, here we go, crunchy. You're going to (laughs) hypnotize me into giving birth. Like, what does that mean?
2: And it's funny, and it's so interesting how strong our associations with words are too, which is like a big part of the class too. But yeah, hypnosis is literally a state of brainwave activity that we enter in and out of multiple times a day already. So it's a state that we already do. It's basically that feeling of in-between consciousness between sleeping and being awake so if you're waking up and going to sleep every day, you're entering into a state of hypnosis on your own. In all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Nobody can be hypnotized without their permission. The brain doesn't allow for it. So yeah, it, it's nothing weird. There's no, I mean, it is kind of like a trance, but not in the sense that you're going to do things out of your control and you're still going to be very present and very aware of everything that's going on around you.
1: It's not like someone holding a stopwatch in front of you and all of a sudden you're like this (laughs) zombie, but you know, those moments in the day where you feel like you're in a trance and you're like zoned out and you're like locked into this weird zone and you come back to like, whoa, it's almost yeah, like a flow state or you're in some sort of meditative state almost.
2: Yeah. It's that flow state. Exactly. And a lot of people have experience with that too. Anytime you're being creative or you're working and you're just like kind of in that zone and things are Flowing. We're really used to that state of mind. So, with hypnobirthing, we literally just learn to get in and out of that state or mostly just into it quickly and effectively so that we can allow the body, the birthing body, to function optimally. Because the problem with birth is not anything with regard to the process within the body. The problem has come with how we have kind of learned to give birth medically. And so we've, we've lost our ability to tap into those instincts. And so when you're in a hypnotic state, or really just a deeply relaxed state, all the different hormones and processes that need to happen in order to get the baby out happen easily. And there's not as much difficulty or pain even. So yeah, we go over all that kind of stuff in the class. We also go over a lot of practical stuff too. So Something I'm really passionate about is making sure that people are aware of all of their options and they know how to make informed decisions with their health care because our, our maternity care system, the way it's set up right now, is not really designed to serve the individual. It's kind of designed to serve the system. And so it can be difficult to navigate that because every individual has unique desires and preferences and backgrounds and histories and all that kind of stuff. So it becomes really important to know how to advocate for what you want, knowing what your options are, things like that. And then we include a little bit about postpartum as well, because that's another whole super important journey that needs a lot of education and care,
0: (laughs) Yes. So who is it for then? It's really for regardless of whether you're having a cesarean section, whether you're birthing at a hospital, if you're doing a birth center or a home birth, or even a full-blown unassisted birth, hypnobirthing could be for any of those people, right?
2: Yes. And I've literally had every single one of those types of students in my classes. So, and that's the thing too, is somebody could be planning for an unmedicated home birth, but then end up needing a cesarean. And so that's a really big part of hypnobirthing too, is the tools are not just for one situation. It's not just for the physiologic process of birth. They're life skills. I still use the techniques every single day of my life. And my kids are five and eight. So you can use all the tools to help you stay calm and relaxed so that you can navigate whatever challenge presents itself, you know, even if it's not your plan. And in fact, I think it almost becomes more important in those situations because when we're in a relaxed state, then our stress hormones aren't pumping as rapidly. You're able to use your brain to make calm decisions instead of fear-based decisions when your immune system is functioning well, you're healthier, you'll recover easily. You know, it really just helps all around to have these techniques and stay calm. So yes, it, most of my students, a lot of people think hypnobirthing is just for like out of hospital birth or something like that. But most of my students are planning hospital births.
1: I look at it too. It's preparation and intention, right? To use analogies, mm-hmm. it's like anything. Like if you're going to go, Say you're a college student and you have a huge final exam or whatever it is like you're going to prepare all semester, you're going to study, you're going to prepare, you're going to have intention behind that if you want a good outcome or let's say you have a marathon you're going to pre- prepare mentally, physically for that. You're going to train, you're going to prepare your body for it or anything in life, right? It's what yeah. I see hypnobirthing is, is the preparation leading up to game day almost. And game day is you know, the birthday. And that is one of, if not the biggest days probably of parents and, and mom's lives. And our good Absolutely. friend, Dr. Daniel Kimbley, which actually all of us on this <laughs> interview know, he did a podcast and he said, moms are like equivalent to Olympic athletes. They spend nine months with their body changing and then they have this huge event day of. And it's almost like what I see as hypnobirthing or the preparation for it. reading the books, doing the things is like that. Like I'm training for like almost an Olympic event and I have nine months of (laughs) preparation and intention behind that before game day. So it's like, how do you want to go in? Do you want to go in with intention and prepared and really feel like, I'm ready for this. Let's do this. And that, that's that been huge for us to go through together. I'll also say it's for not just for moms, it's for dads too. It's for couples or, or partners doing it together.
0: Yeah, definitely. One of my favorite things that you took us through in the course, I wish the course like was the entire pregnancy because I love <laughs> Wednesday nights when we had the class.
1: It was like a date night on the couch I watching know, it on the TV. Over, I'm like
0: let's watch all the recording. (laughs) But one of my favorite things was the simple switching of words, like the power of words, right? Mm -hmm. And Wade and I actually just did a whole episode on the power of words. But I think in terms of birth, we are so conditioned to these clinical medical terms that it really never registered for me. Like I always have, we've all heard the word contraction thinking like, okay, when your contractions start or when your contractions are three minutes apart, like that's when you're getting closer to go time or whatever. And I never thought of that like as – I don't want to say a negative word, but it is like a triggering word now And in hypnobirthing, you taught us to switch that to surge or to wave. It still yeah. implies that there's pressure or that you know you're feeling that energy. But the word contraction, like even just saying it right now, like it gives me anxiety. Yeah, it, it makes means, me feel tense. It, right? it means <laughs> to like
1: contract to tense up to pull back from something. Like so the the words is huge. And I think we've touched on that. Yeah. So can
0: you go through some of the clinical terms that are typically used in a yeah. more I guess like hospital? setting, if you will. I don't even know if that's the right way to word it. I would, I would just call it
2: even like a mainstream setting. Like it's not even just hospitals. I see, I feel like I'm alone in the birth world in even using some of this language, but yeah, like the word contraction is a big one because well, for one, we need to use language that's accurate and easy to understand. So the word contraction describes half of what your uterus does during labor. There's the contraction, but just like any other muscle, there's also an expansion. So it's not even 100% accurate about describing what is going on during these physical events. (laughs) But there's just so much negative association with the word contraction and pain The thing about words, and I'll have to listen to your episode about the power of words because I love it so much, but words create thoughts in our mind that instantly translate to feelings and beliefs. And then that almost instantly changes our behavior. And we go through our entire lives, not even realizing how this is going on for all sorts of things. So, to be mindful of our language and the words we use is so important. Outside of contractions, let me think of some of my other least favorite ones. Well, water breaking, that's like a pretty common term that people think about during labor, like, oh, when your water breaks, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I hate it because, first of all, how does water break? It's not logical. And if you don't know anything about birthing anatomy, that sounds terrible. Like something is breaking, or worse, in a more medicalized setting, they use the term rupture. I even know a lot of doulas who use this terminology. Like she's been ruptured for 10 hours. And it's like, yeah, oh my gosh. That <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah, and scary. Right yeah. Like, okay, well, what's breaking and exploding inside the body? And honestly, it's way more gentle and calm than that. It's just the the thin amniotic membrane. Opens and releases the fluid that c- is contained inside. Yeah, release. So it. instead, yeah, we call it the water. Will we either say the membranes release or the water releases? I'm trying to think of some of the other terms. Certainly, yeah, the contractions and surges or waves are the most common one.
1: You know what's one I loved? Yeah. Was the pain, like thinking of like, oh, I'm in pain or this or that. And just thinking of the overall experience as sensational because pain is a sensation. Right. The idea of birth is going to be sensational. It's going to be magical, <laughs> beautiful. It's going to be sensation. There's You know, it's not to say that there won't be, but like the, the word sensation is a lot more positive correlation than painful or this or that.
2: Well, yeah. And that's another one is sometimes people describe them as labor pains. And one of the big parts of the hypnobirthing philosophy is actually the, the evidence that we have that says labor doesn't actually need to be painful. There's no physiologic evidence to support that at all. In mammalian birth and other mammals, we don't have any evidence to support that it's excruciatingly painful either. It's incredibly intense, but not necessarily painful. So then when we go around calling these sensations pain or pains, usually even using it as a noun, is not an accurate way to describe how it could be for all birthing people. The other thing about pain and labor that's really interesting to me is a lot of people don't realize that you actually produce your own painkillers. Endorphins are Gradually increased over the course of labor to help manage any strong, possibly painful sensations. And so, even the experience of pain in labor is way different than the pain we experience when we break an arm or stub a toe or have food poisoning or, you know, like something really painful at the other times in our lives. So I feel like maybe the English language is falling a short with words to describe labor sensations because I feel like pain is not even a good descriptor, even if we are having something that mirrors that sensation.
1: I want to dive into that too. Like the concept of pain, have you or any of your clients experienced like a painless birth? Or I think that's what I've been learning too, as you said, like mammals were meant to give birth and most mammals other than humans just give birth in nature and it's just, it doesn't necessarily look painful it's just this new life coming into the world and it's beautiful and i want to empower people like is the idea that your birth doesn't have to be painful out there now not to say it won't be there's no guarantee of anything but have you experienced that
2: i would not describe either one of my labors as painful honestly i would say they got uncomfortable but it again was never anything that felt out of control or unmanageable for me. It was nothing I couldn't deal with. I knew I was strong enough to handle whatever was happening to me. I also didn't feel like, I didn't feel like something was wrong. You know, the association of what pain means to us in our brains is really important. So even if it, if I was going to, and it's hard because it's been a few years since I, you know, was in labor, but even if while I was in it, I was thinking this hurts, I didn't also think this hurts and something's wrong. Like I'm in danger. And I have definitely had students who would say they had painless births. It is for sure the minority. (laughs) It, It is a small percentage of people. But I do also hear from a lot of people too that say, Well, it was painful, but it was also empowering and it was also joyful. So I think that we focus so much on what we don't want, on the fact that we don't want to experience pain. We forget that there's also this opportunity to experience intense transformation as a human being and to experience ecstasy and joy and even pleasure Some people have orgasms during birth, which is amazing.
1: That is epic. (laughs) So,
2: yeah. I love that. I know, I know Sandy's Um, all about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's what I'm manifesting (laughs) over here. Okay, back to... I wanted to touch on what you said earlier about the hypnobirthing book, Marie Mongan's book. I love that book. I've read it cover to cover twice. Wade's reading it right now.
1: It's so good.
0: And she talks about... She really breaks down like how... Every mammal, yeah, gives birth in nature. And she talks about when she was 12 years old or something, she witnessed her kitten giving births, giving birth, and how it was like very peaceful. Like she was like purring a little bit and like had ripples through her body. But then one kitten popped out and then another one and like it was this very like peaceful thing. There was nothing about it that was like dramatic or life-threatening or scary. And I'm actually reading another birth book right now. And she talked about humans are literally the only species that fear birth. No other species fears it because there's not even the doubt planted. Like there's not even the seed planted that this could go bad. And so I think with anything in life, you you will get what you expect. If we are sitting here expecting, like, I wonder how painful this is going to be. I wonder if I'm going to have this happen or this happen or i wonder if i'm going to like if we have all this like negative stuff then that's what's going to come but if it's if you don't have an expectation of that and you're like i am so here for witnessing my body do what it's meant to do and i will be coachable and there may be moments that are super intense but like this is how human beings exist for however long humans have been around this is how we we've evolved is because you know we've been able to continue doing this. And I I love the affirmation that you say that's on your track. It says, oh, I forget exactly what it is right now, but it's something about how the pain is not bigger than me because it is me or something like that. Do you know which yeah. one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that one so much. My
2: surges.
0: I Yeah. I think it's like my
2: surges... Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it is either, but it's talking about how the sensations you're feeling are not out of control for you to handle because it's you, it's
0: your body. Mm -hmm. That is so empowering to me. Every time I hear that one, I'm like, that is so true. Like I wouldn't physically put myself through something that I couldn't survive. I am here for this. Yeah. Let's do this. Isn't so it
1: birth is not greater than me because it is me or something like that. Something like that. Yeah,
0: we'll have to include some of the affirmations in the show notes. Okay, so this has been really great. I want to pivot. We've talked a lot about hypnobirthing. What is a doula? Let's talk about that for a second.
2: Okay, so a doula is a non-medical labor support person, or we'll talk specifically about a birth doula because there are postpartum doulas as well and fertility doulas, which I am also a fertility doula, but a birth doula is a non-medical support person who offers informational, physical, and emotional support to the birthing family. So this is also during pregnancy. You know, there's a lot of stuff that comes up even just during pregnancy that it helps to have somebody who's an expert in, in this, you know, time of your life. Your best friend might be nice to like talk to sometimes, but they're not necessarily going to be able to give you evidence based information about these questions that you have. So, even during pregnancy, it's really important. And then during the labor process, they're there to kind of just manage the energy of the room. So, you obviously, or most people have their like medical provider, which is solely focused on the health and well being of the person in labor and the baby but they're not able to focus too much on the emotional spiritual or mental well-being of the the parents that are that are having the baby so a birth doula can be there the entire time first of all so they can be with you laboring at home before you go to the hospital if that's where you're birthing And then help you kind of figure out like a good time to join your care providers, which is always a tricky situation for first-time parents, especially. And then once you're with your care providers, especially in a hospital setting, you know, you're there with mostly strangers, but your doula is familiar to you and they never leave your side and they can help coach you with your breathing. They can do massage, physical comfort measures, help you with changing positions also kind of helping to figure out if labor's not progressing okay well what can we do to kind of help things move along and then informational support's important too like if something does come up and maybe the baby needs a little extra help or something like that you know figuring out the right questions to ask the provider so that you feel comfortable with whatever Interventions you might want to accept, you know, going forward and feeling like you understand what's happening because that will lower your fear response and lower your stress hormones, which is beneficial to the baby. And it's also, doulas are also so, so important for partners. You know, a lot of times people think, well, I have my partner. He took this whole series with me. I don't need a doula. He's going to be an awesome doula. And I always have to giggle a little bit because I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Like, Wade, how many births have you attended?
1: <laughs> <laughs> zero. It's like
2: Probably zero. So yeah, Wade's an expert in you, Sandy, but he's not an expert in birth or pregnancy. So doulas and partners make an excellent team because it's just, you know, you're kind of surrounded by all the right types of support. Not to mention that labor can go long. The average for a first labor is 24 hours. Well, partner needs to sleep, partner needs to feed themselves, partner needs to go outside and get some fresh air, like, you know, collect themselves a little bit. Because guess what doula gets to go home and take a nap. Partner is now a parent and has to parent this new baby that's just come into the world. So they need to be rested and able to continue that support. So a birth doula can kind of help tag in and tag out with the partner so that the partner feels supported. But then the the birthing person is also never left alone. So everybody gets support by having that extra person that's a professional. Because again, people are like, oh, my mom's going to be there. Like, oh, okay. She gave birth how many decades ago? And (laughs) she drives you crazy
0: a little bit. I don't know that that's the right energy you want. (laughs) (laughs) So would you say everyone needs a doula no matter what kind of birth plan you have? Well, need's
2: a funny word. So, Mm -hmm. of course, like nobody needs a doula to have a baby come out of their body. But it sure does help. If you were going to go climb Mount Everest, would you need a Sherpa or a guide? (sighs) I don't know. Maybe not. But it sure would make the whole process a lot easier and a lot happier and a lot safer. There's actually some scientific research that shows that having a doula reduces intervention rates, it reduces C section rates, and it increases satisfaction rates for the whole experience, too. So, you know, I like to say that doulas are evidence based support measures. So, I don't know that I would say everybody really needs a doula to give birth, but everybody should have one. <laughs> if they, I would say maybe the exception would be somebody who's given birth unmedicated once or twice already maybe they could go without it but it never hurts to have more support I've never heard anybody say oh I really regretted having a doula I've only ever heard Mm -hmm. people say I really regret not hiring a doula and we will definitely be doing that the second time and it kind Mm -hmm. of like kills me a little bit when people say that I'm like why didn't you just listen to me the first time (laughs) totally
1: I love that yeah I think I mean gosh everybody I'm I'm definitely in support of it. I think everyone can benefit from a doula for sure. So want to wrap up with a final few series of questions. What is something you wish more parents knew or expecting parents or people who want to become parents knew just overall about birth?
2: That you have choices in more ways than you even realize. That there's many different ways to go about the process depending on what you want and how you feel and your health situation. I really don't care for the terms low risk and high risk because risk is completely subjective and who gets to decide and what gives them the authority to tell somebody, oh, well, you're high risk or low risk or whatever that means. So I would love for people to make sure that they explore more options and get in touch with experts in the field like non-medical experts in the field like doulas and childbirth educators just to see what their options truly are and literally explore all of them you know even if even for people who are pretty sure they want to have a hospital birth or even if somebody said you know I just don't want to deal with any of it I, I want to plan a c-section and just skip the whole process I'd say great you have every right to do that you know it's best for your body but interview with a OB or a midwife about what vaginal birth could be like for you or somebody planning a hospital birth. I'm still like, Hey, you know what? Just interview birth centers and midwife home birth midwives just to see, because I like to say that, you know, if we don't know our options, we don't have any. And then we end up feeling like birth happened to us and we had no participation and we had no choices. And I don't know, we got to get into like a victim mentality and nobody feels good usually after that.
1: Mm.
0: It's so interesting. Wade and I always say that your mess becomes your message and just kind of reviewing your story and overthinking like you being 33 weeks and being in the hospital at this class and being like, this doesn't feel right. For me, and then you exploring and going to the bookstore and finding that book and exploring hypnobirthing and having this amazing birth. And now here eight years later, you have made a living out of helping people find those choices. And so I love that it's become your message. And we're so grateful that we got introduced to you. In wrapping up, I want people to know what are some resources, maybe websites or books or documentaries that you recommend people get connected with to get educated? Oh my gosh! But I have so many. You're gonna make me pick. And like you know just what? You can you <laughs> can also you can text them to me too, and we'll put them in the show notes. But whatever's at top of mind right now, let's start with resources. Like I know you've told us there's a website that's great for pretty much any question. What's that website? So evidencebasedbirth.com is one of my
2: favorite resources for learning more about the scientific research surrounding a lot of really common topics because I think. We take for granted that our providers and maternity care system is already giving us evidence-based care, but it's not. (laughs) So it's a great resource for finding out kind of the truth about what the science says right now about things like vitamin K or even doulas and gestational diabetes testing. People don't even realize that there's options within all that. So that's probably one of my favorite website resources for books. I'm kind of torn between the hypnobirthing book by Maureen Mongan and Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering by Sarah Buckley. Sarah Buckley is also one of my favorite resources because she's an obstetrician based in Australia. And she really does a fantastic job of straddling that line between, I don't know, I don't want to call it (laughs) natural, hippie, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and science but she she does it in a really brilliant way so she's got a lot of great information in her book and on her website too what other resources oh documentaries, documentaries. Said. the business of being born is an old documentary but i still feel like it has a really good message and is really eye-opening for a lot of people so i still think that's a really good documentary but there's a lot of great Birth documentaries. Why not home? Is another good one. It's all about doctors and nurses who choose to have home birth and
0: why. So it's really interesting. I love it. Thank you so much for all this. Yes. This has been so valuable. We've learned so much from you. We're very excited to continue our relationship with you throughout pregnancy, and of course, have you there when, <laughs> when time. So, how can people that are listening? Because we have listeners. All over the US, like even in different countries, how do people get connected with you? And how do people, if they want to have a relationship moving forward with you, maybe take your hypnobirthing class? How do people connect with Nicole?
2: Well, the pandemic has been a blessing in some ways because I've been teaching my classes virtually for the past year and a half, and I actually don't intend on stopping. So even though I will be going back to in-person classes here in Orange County, I do intend to continue hosting virtual classes. So wherever anybody lives, you can sign up for my class and take it with me. Depending on the time zone, of course, it gets a little tricky, but my website is mindbodybabyoc.com. So you can find out about what offerings I have coming up on there. And then, yeah, we can, I have group hypnobirthing classes. Sometimes I do private birth classes. I am always open to doing like one-on-one consultations if you just need some, Basic guidance on getting started with your journey, you know, kind of pick a doula's brain. So, yeah. And then I'm on Instagram at MindBodyBabyOC. And I post lots of good stuff on there too. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for sharing and your time. Yeah, I love following you on Instagram. You always post (laughs) empowering, inspirational things on there. But this has been so great. Like I know that people listening, especially people that are, you know, becoming parents or looking to step into that. Got a lot of value out of this. Mm -hmm. So, thank you so much for your time and your energy. And we just so appreciate you. Of course. You guys are amazing. I'm so
2: excited to be working with you. And I can't wait to see little baby.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited. All right. Thanks, Nicole.
0: If you got value out of today's episode, I want you to screenshot your phone right now. You're probably listening on your phone and tag getting magnetic and tag mind body baby OC. To share with your network what you just listened to and also share, like, what was your favorite part? Like, why did you get value out of this? Our podcast continues to grow because of you. So if you are loving what you're hearing, if you're getting value ads every week, the ultimate compliment to Wade and I is sharing it with people. It's giving us a review. It's giving us five stars. And it's sending an episode to someone that you know needs to hear the message that we shared. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being part of the Getting Magnetic family and continuing to support and share.
1: Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible.
0: So remember, you are magnetic.